Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Side of Slaw, episode number 57. We took a week off. It was kind of a week of laziness, and uh, just I felt like we were going to do one every single day, and that just kind of didn't happen or something came up. It just didn't up. happen. Apologies for the lack of content, but we're back. I know. I'm genuinely disappointed in us because it feels like we're mid-March, and we've only mm-hmm. done seven episodes. I know. Well, this it's would be the seventh episode. The seventh episode. We're going to try our goals to crank out another one this week, which knowing us, maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. But it would be nice to get another one because you know we got to do 50 episodes in a year and we're already falling short of it. Oh my gosh, it's a lot. It is a lot, but we, we strive for excellence just for our loyal listeners. Whoever came up with that goal needs to be fired. Well, it was me because I like even numbers. Get I like organization. Get them out. Get them out. So the number one topic that I want to talk about today that's been on my mind all day is why did I wake up this morning and have like a zit on my tongue? You know when you get those? Yeah, I get those. I've had that all day. I get I get zits in two places, which I guess for all intents ears. and purposes, I do occasionally get an ear zit. But mm-hmm. for me, it will be under the skin <laughs> of my nose right here. I will get <laughs> nose zits and then I will get a tongue zit occasionally. But it's like it's like a zit, but also like just an inflamed taste bud or mm. something. But you know, like when there's something going on in your mouth, you have to like lick it in oh, no, like no, just no, like no. all day long. Yeah, it's like braces or a loose tooth. It's entertainment, really free entertainment. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, had, I get the ears. It's real bad. I had something that I ate yesterday. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I got it stuck in between my two teeth right here mm-hmm. where it's wedged where it just has some little flippers sticking out of both sides of the teeth that you can play oh, with so with your nice. tongue. but you just want to get it out and you, you just do can't. you just can't you need a free dental you need a dental placker but you, you need, don't have one i on would hands. like place so much money that like our tongue is probably our strongest bone or muscle in our body like if you think about it i mean it's i feel like somebody told me at one point that it was or no they say like the your eye eye muscles or something like that. Or Probably, the, but whatever. Tongues don't get enough credit. Also, how do you define strength? You know, is are your eye muscles bench pressing five hundred pounds or emotional strength? Emotional all kinds strength. of things. There's a yes. lot going on. Yes. I yesterday, <clears throat> I feel like we've got a lot to catch up on. Lot. Let's do yeah. some life updates. One puppy. Puppy have Huddy. We, have we done a podcast since? The um, puppy? I don't think we have. Anyway, we got a Chesapeake No, we Bay. haven't. We haven't. Yeah, so we got a Chesapeake Bay Retriever puppy. His name is Hudson, a.k.a. Huddy Buddy. He's a super cute dog. Sweet. He's very stubborn. Does very not stubborn. like to listen. Does like to poop and pee everywhere. In the house, yeah. But yep. he is very cute, um, and we love having him around. He is the most spoiled individual I've ever seen in my life. He has more outfits than all of us combined, more toys than all of the children in America. Um, but let me ask, did Cole buy any of the outfits or toys? I have take part purchased most of them. Yes. I okay. have. And did I ask you or anyone ask you to do that? Or did you just do that of your own volition? Okay. Alex gave us a lot. And then mom bought some. And then I bought some. He's ah. very spoiled. He's dripping. I bought him like a little like name tag with his name and everything. Yeah. And it's too big for him. So it literally looks like he's walking around looking like 50 cent. Just like iced out. He's iced out. Yeah. Well, he's grown so much in just the week that we've had him. I know. I we've had him in like... a month, he'll be... Oh, yeah. Grown. Seriously. He's growing <laughs> so fast. Eats so much. Sleeps so much. But he's a good time. Well, and two, the only dogs we've had before Hudson were all labs. Just uh-huh. pure, purebred labs. And I will say, he... The Chesapeake Bay Retriever breed, because um, our brother and sister-in-law have one as well... They're just so freaking dense. They're a unit. They're an absolute unit. Like yeah. their bone structure is so much. They're the heaviest puppies you've ever picked up. You in your pick life. them up and you're like, whoa. Yeah. They're yeah. built. Their the rib cage seems to be enormous. Their chest plate. I don't know if they have more organs in there. Probably. But they are dense. So dense. And we were kind of worried about it at first because he's so clumsy that like he like throws himself off of things and all kinds of stuff all the time. But like I don't think it even hurts him because he's no. so sturdy. He runs into things. He falls over a lot. He jumps off of things. Mm-hmm. He to say he's a klutz would be an understatement, but it's like his his clumsiness will eventually be his demise at some point. It's like you need to baby proof yeah. the house. You know it what is literally like that. Well, we have. It's like it's a lot of work having a puppy, yeah. and you forget about it. You did forget. And I remember mom said the other day, she was like, if you think this is hard, having a baby is like 12,000 times harder, yeah. which I totally believe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Liv and I were laying on the couch the other day 
And like both were really, really tired and kind of taking turns being the one watching him to make sure he doesn't poop on carpet or kill himself. Yeah. And I had this feeling of like, is this what parenting is? Because I'm yeah. laying there exhausted trying to keep my eyes open to pay attention to something and not succeeding. And then I'm like, man, this is just a dog. Seriously. <laughs> like, like, wow, I if... cannot even imagine how hard it is you know, me to have kids. When this is another human, how does this go? I know parenting i'm not ready for it that's why i am so in favor of us all buying a piece of land and having closes like houses very close together and it's like group daycare all the time start the cult we take turns it'll be a good time move to utah though if we do that and to be like sister wives i think what we should do is we should move to utah and create a competing mormonism yeah absolutely yeah we Mm -hmm. can even call it like like bormanism John Smith is living the American dream. He's dead, but he's still, he's the definition of the American dream. I mean, dream. John Smith is the whitest name mm-hmm. in America, and Chris Williams is the second whitest name. Yes, so I think that as he we could know. just be the founding father of that one. Literally. And we could just have a competing religion. In Move Utah. aside Benjamin Franklin, John Smith, the creator of Mormonism, yep. who just ran from New York because he didn't want to pay taxes, has convinced thousands. Do you think he has millions? <sighs> yeah. I would say, I mean, how many millions people, of people let's look up of his fake people, religion. This is what I want to know. How of the people who live in Utah, how many people do you think are Mormons? I look, I'm on Utah TikTok and I would easily say 90% because it's like, he's always like, you're only going to heaven if you live in Utah. doesn't make any sense. Right. doesn't make any sense. Utah is the promised land. It is. Well, I got really into Mormonism since I got, um, I was watching Sister okay. Wives. Listen, so there's 3.3 million people that live in Utah. Even if you're yeah. being conservative, and let's call it like 70% of people are yeah. Mormons. Yeah, so easily. Millions. Got over a milli. Good for him. Yeah. yeah that but, is... but don't get it twisted. He didn't run away from New York right to Utah. He hmm. found the sacred tablets that only he could see and only he could read that no one else is allowed to look at or read because they mm-hmm. can't in, I think, upstate New York. Yeah. Went from upstate New York to, I believe, Illinois, got a bunch of followers, and then decided, hey, everybody found out I was a con man. Got a bounce, then yeah. went to Utah, got tired, didn't make it all the way to the ocean, and decided, yep, this is the place. He's got nothing on Rockefeller. Yep. I love that man. Imagine we get to heaven and God is like, oh, yeah, he wasn't crazy. Why didn't no, you guys... No, that's the guy. <laughs> that's the one. You guys... Did you hear about the tablets? You can't oh. drink Coke. Um. <laughs> oh. You weren't wearing the special pajamas when the time came. <laughs> you didn't have the heart on the. <sighs> Anyways, so the a puppy update. What? Where are the other updates? We went up north yesterday. We had a family up north day. We did. Rode some ATVs. Was, had a good time. It was a very good Nobody time. Died. A beautiful kind day. Kind of chilly. But I was I was in the Ranger. You guys were doing the quad, so it was a little chillier. Yes. I was snug. Yes, you were I snug. Was snug. We had that fun ice formation that went over the stream. We did. We found a, a frozen stream, but like a melting stream. And we well, had a good time. the stream underneath was all ready to roll, but above it was, I don't know, maybe four or five inches of ice. Yeah. That you could break and stand mm-hmm. on if you wanted to. Like it would support your weight. But there was, so the actual top layer of ice and then maybe a two foot drop into the stream. Which was cool because I'd never seen that yeah. before. It was really cool. I enjoyed it. And immediately this inner child in me came out where I was like, I want to stand on this ice and see if I'm going to fall through. And I did. And you did. And I did. And then you guys did the, um, I don't even know what to call it on the quad, ice tubing? Someone, someone was driving a quad. Yeah. And then we just held onto the back of it with our bodies and, and squatted down yeah. and um, like skied. Yeah essentially holding on to the back of a quad while somebody does donuts around a little spot and you just hold on and it drags you whoa we got some fun videos of that we did we did get some fun videos of that did you stay up for any extended period of time or did you just fall i okay not to brag but like the second time i did it i thought i did pretty decent you stayed up for one and a half seconds i would say probably at least five or six But you know what it was is while I was doing it, I kept thinking I'm going to fall and like somehow get ran over. And it was kind of like giving me stress. If you were to get run over by something driving away from you, I'd be impressed. I would find a way. That's all I got to say. A whole other family drives through an ATVs while you're on the ground trying to get up and runs you over. I loved watching Liv do it because she wanted to figure it out so badly. Because she likes like loves to be good at things, Mm -hmm. which I love about her. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it was happening. She's jealous of how secretly and easily you 
take to just things that don't make any sense. But we just stated that I was bad at whatever we did yesterday. Well, everybody was bad. The only person that was good was probably Jackson. Jackson is the true king of being good at everything. Well, you're the queen of... We made up this random BS game in the woods, and Grace somehow is the greatest person I'm Like, ever. step aside, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. I enjoyed it. And then you hit the nail on the head when we were driving home, and you go, I've got that headache that's, like, there, like, not enough to take something for it, but, like, it's irritating. And I was like, I know exactly what you're talking about. And everyone in the car was like, yeah. It, well, not only that, too. It's that headache where you can feel it and you're right. It's not enough to take something for it. But also, it's pretty much because you're just tired and you know that if you fell asleep when you woke up, the headache would be gone. Yes, that's exactly what it was. It's like you're tired. You've been outside for a long time and it was really bright out. And now it's like you're finally relaxing. You get like that headache and it's like, yeah. ugh. it's yeah. like that feeling. I don't know if you're this way, but like the first like really hot day of summer and you're like outside going all day at the lake and everything. You lay down in a bed at night and you're like, you feel sick to your stomach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was like that. You're not used to the sun. I was telling Liv about that. Because obviously she's a Florida girl, Florida gal, all all the time, son, son, yeah. every every of the times, son. No, right? our body's going to shock. <laughs> so yeah, so you you are. Let, let's say we're gonna start in the Michigan summer, right? So which literally, like, true summer doesn't begin until like July. At least July. Sometimes it's yeah. August. But so let's call it. I don't know, July twenty sixth. Let's just pick a date. No, we? because if it's the first, it's probably like July fourth weekend. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Blue July 4th weekend. Body ain't used to the sun. Body do all the sun. Body go, what this do? Body Literally, not feel good. You're right? outside all day drinking those ice cold uh, Dr. Peppers. You're going quadding. You're tubing. You're swimming. And then finally, after that bonfire where like you smell like it, but like maybe you take a shower, maybe you don't. Mm. And then you lay like in bed at night and, and you you're like, smell the bonfire on yourself. Yeah. And then you're like, I'm so tired. And then all of a sudden you're like, my stomach feels like bricks. <laughs> Why I make puke now. <laughs> Your body's just just sopping wet with vitamin D, just running down you. You're like, I can't take it. And then the worst is when you're sunburnt. Like, having to sleep when you're so sunburnt, everything hurts terrible. I'm the king of getting sunburnt in April. <laughs> you are. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, I was outside for an hour. It was kind of a nice day. And then I come back inside and I'm a lobster and I go, what? You're like, but is anyway, this skin cancer? Back on track. Back to the start. So you have that day. You get reintroduced to the sun. It only takes a week or two. And then your body's used to yeah. the sun exposure and you can do it. And then it's mm -hmm. fine. Then sun runs away in October. Not to be seen again for a while, yeah. right? Then no sun, no sun, no sun, no sun. Back to like April, May get reintroduced to the sun, mm -hmm. start the whole cycle over again. Yeah. So it's your body having a very abusive relationship with the sun where you think you're going to be together forever and then it's October and then it runs away to, you know... It's a toxic Provo, relationship. Provo, Utah with the Pilates yeah. instructor. And then it comes back. Whereas in Florida, mm -hmm. it's a healthy marriage all the time. It all really the time is. Sun. That's a good way to phrase it. And I feel like what hits different about that first July 4th weekend is that you're like in a swimsuit. So mm -hmm. more of you that's usually not exposed is exposed. And the mm -hmm. sun's like, oh, I'm going to get after that. Yeah. Or if you're me, certain parts of you roll over and then it protects <laughs> other parts of you from getting overexposed to the sun. No part of that happens with you. Why do you love... What about the front part? If our listeners don't know you, they think you're 600 pounds. Well, that's how I view myself. I have dysmorphia. Dysmorphia? Dysmorphia of the bod. Of the bod. Yeah, yes. makes sense. I'm actually really excited about summer. I was thinking today while driving, I can't wait. The only time I feel like true joy is when I like put in my AirPods and I ride my bike around town and I'm like, hmm, it's warm. It's warm my time. I thought you were going to say you're going to roll down your windows when you're driving home from work and listen to country music. I never roll down my windows and listen to music because I always feel self-conscious. Like other people are going to hear my music and be like, that sucks. <laughs> you are so insecure. I know. I listen to all my, t like, first of all, I have a very diverse taste in music in the sense that some people get weird about like, you know, it's embarrassing that I like that song, but I'll play it loud yeah. and enjoy it. So, yeah, I'll, I'll roll the windows down and I'll listen to, you know, Vanessa Carlton. I'll listen to Michelle Branch. I'll and I love that about you. I'll listen to, um, oh, shoot. Why am I blanking on the Taylor Swift song? The Scarf. You will All never well. listen to that. I listen to it sometimes by myself in the car. 
all 10 minutes of it? No, I listened to the short version. I don't listen oh, to the whole thing. I'm okay. not listening to an 11-minute song in the car. Are you insane? <laughs> that's actually so funny. Are you being serious? Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I don't know why. It's a little things like that that I get insecure about, but like I'll walk up to someone and like introduce myself and ask for their number. Like that's not weird to me, but like when I'm driving and it's raining, if my wiper speed doesn't match the people around me, I literally want to cry from embarrassment. Hold on. Is that a real thing? <laughs> Like the wiper speed. Like if yeah. my wipers are like, eh, 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 and other people <laughs> like, are just like, so embarrassing. <laughs> yes. And other people are just like, and eh, eh, eh. I'm like, I should just go die now. My big thing in the rain is trying to line up the speed of my wipers, not to mirror other people's, but to be just the right amount of wiping. Yeah. So you're not wiping too fast where there's not enough water and it's dragging, mm-hmm. but also where obviously it's not going so slow to where you can't see. I'm yeah. always looking for that perfectly efficient wipe i know what you mean i love driving in the rain something my biggest pet peeve in life every single time i drive with amy and she's she's driving in her car it always rains and she never uses her wipers ever what she just doesn't use them and i'm like amy what are you gonna crash like you need to turn them on she's like oh yeah i probably should and i'm like you can't see anything why aren't you using your wipers i had to i had legit broken wipers with my old car for an extended period of time where I had to drive home for like a distance. I'm talking maybe like a 45 minute to an mm-hmm. hour drive in rainstorms at night with no wipers. And it's, I would have just pulled over. It's a humbling experience. You're like your hands out the window, like wiping just a little bit. You're just Ace Ventura out the side squinting. Yeah, yeah, probably. No, you make a lot of deals with God. That's extremely dangerous. Like, yeah. I would not recommend doing it. If you, if you like went back in time and had to do it again, would you do it again? I mean, is the result the same? Do I make it or no? Do I you die? don't know. You don't know. If I had to do it again, I'd probably just chill and keep listening to whatever podcast I was listening to yeah. in 2019. So no, I I get that. That makes a lot of sense. the The other um, thing that was on my mind today was two years ago at this time. I feel like we were different people. It was quarantine. It was like the original, like, oh, we just get two weeks off. Quarantine. Yeah. That hit different. It felt like an extended spring break. It did. And everybody was like, maybe the government's not going to go super tyrannical and ruin everyone's lives. And then Anthony Fauci went, two more weeks. Two more weeks. (laughs) Two more weeks. Two more weeks. Four more months. A year. Two years. It was just like, it's kind of spring and we just get to go on walks and like play board games with our family and like go to McDonald's. We had that day and I know that you know this day. Tennis. Well, yeah, the tennis day. The yeah. tennis day. You and mom dropped Jackson and Jude and I off at some park that I'd never been to before. It was a rundown tennis court with a basketball hoop hanging up mm-hmm. on the fence. Mm-hmm. And then you guys went to Walmart and got some tennis rackets and some balls and stuff. Yeah. Had a great day. It was so fun. Super fun day. Like the, and you know what's funny is that I almost feel like that was probably so good for so many people. That original like... Just everything shut down for two weeks. Mm. I mean, obviously, like, extending it two years, probably not good. But just, like, time to decompress. I think that if the whole world were to have, like, a decided week, like Mm -hmm. an actual seven-day span, where outside of, like, a grocery store or something like that... Mm -hmm. Like, you know, gas station, grocery stores going to be open. The quote-unquote essential businesses. Yeah. Everything else is just like we're all going to come to a decision where we're just going to we're gonna shut it down. It's it's just a, a vacation. Everybody yeah. hang out with your family. Everybody do your thing. Have be it be awesome. a week. Maybe even put it in the spring, too, as things yes. are getting nicer outside. And it just gives everybody a week to just totally decompress, a mental health week, all that. I think it'd be wonderful. Now, is that real? Yeah. Could that ever happen? No. Is it feasible? No. Would it be great? Yes. It would be great. And that's what quarantine was. I mean, even though during that hypothetical, Putin would definitely be like, it's me. But I know what you're saying. Why did I just try to do an impression of Putin saying hello in a funny way in my head and he was just speaking Spanish? (laughs) (laughs) Hola. Hola. (laughs) Yeah, I really, uh, we were talking about quarantine the other day. Obviously, it was miserable and like looking back on things, you always like romanticize it in your head. But for the most part, I really didn't mind it because I'm such a homebody. I didn't have to worry about anything. And it was just like, I'm just home all day. I just remember, as I'm sure all people do, I had um, I had classes on Zoom, which if I didn't have that, 
on top of not having a job to do, Mm -hmm. I would have, I already was going stir crazy and going nuts, but I would have been real bad Mm -hmm. if I didn't have that. Yeah. I was, I was excited to go drive my car to the gas station to get gas when I had cheap gas three. Well, yes. Phenomenal. Um, when I'm the person that's going to ride that fuel needle all the way to E because really? I'm the, I know my car person. Yeah. I was like, Oh, <laughs> I'm, I've only a quarter of a tank has been spent. I'll go fill it up yeah. as an excuse to get out of the house and then just get fast food yeah. and eat some dopamine. And that was it. That was, that was, that was back in the time. I mean, honestly, probably my food addiction got way worse during that period of time because it was like the only joy, but you're so right. Like I can remember being like, I need to go for a drive. Yeah. And driving was a thing because gas was super cheap and you just needed to get out of the house sometimes. And I just, I think for me, in those first few weeks, I think everybody was at a minimum nervous and unsure of, you know, what COVID was, mm-hmm. you know, what it was going to be, what the future held, etc. But I think for me, after maybe about a month tops, I was pretty much like, this seems stupid. Yeah. And at that point, I just got annoyed with the world. Yeah. That's oh, when I the, felt that that's way, That's when too. the annoyance really set in heart. Because, like, yeah. you know, you'd go into a place and everybody's wearing a Ziploc bag on their face, a bandana, a, a five-gallon... a maxi pad. Five-gallon Home Depot bucket. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And then they're doing the whole, like, hey, you got to put something around your face or else we're all going to die. Yeah. And, you know, fortunately for me... I hadn't known anybody that had even gotten it, A, let alone died from it or had any sort of an issue. And I think to this day, even for me, again, very fortunate that this is the case, but I don't even know if I know anyone who has died from COVID. So pretty immediately, I was like, this is stupid. Like, this is a horrible thing. And then that started my year of just spite, I think. It was a year of spite. Like, I remember, like, falling asleep at night being like, Gretchen Whitmer. Mm. That be mm-hmm. it's true like i can remember being like angry at the world Gretchen. because it was the it was insane that like literally everything was put on pause and you could not do what you wanted to do nope. you couldn't work you couldn't go to school you couldn't go to tj maxx and nothing and like it it put into perspective if anything like other world tragedies and like history and things because at least we have never experienced that level of we were basically control. In the Holocaust. We were basically in the Holocaust um, in our basement. But like having some, like knowing the feeling of um, like control to that extent felt suffocating. Oh yeah. Having somebody, you know, the, the executive power from above that can just say, Hey, by the way, you can't do anything. You have to just yeah. stay in your house. You can't work. You can't go anywhere. Everything's shut down. Stay home until we give you the A-OK because we know best. And it was miserable. And especially yeah. like the, I mean, everybody jokes about it now, but like the two more weeks, mm-hmm. like if that got extended, it was like heartbreaking. Yeah. It was like, oh, great. <laughs> this is never ending. Yep. <laughs> um, so I was, I was just reflecting on that. COVID reflections. COVID reflections. Grace. Have you been to Twisters yet? I've been probably two or three times. Yeah. Okay. I've yep. been once. You know, I had to go and I got that chocolate peanut butter shake. Yeah. And there was a long line. I had to wait for a minute for it. Well, I'm excited because I'm been on that Lose It app. He's um, been doing so good, y'all. He's getting thin. Happening. Well, I will say the last two weekends have been not the best. But my weekdays are always pretty spot on. Yeah. But, you know, I got my calorie budget. I've gotten really good about finding things that are lower calorie options that I enjoy eating. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, my big thing is once I start eating in the day, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to kind of pump the brakes yes meaning i just want to just nom 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 everything mm-hmm. so and then as well i'm preaching the choir but you always want something sweet at the end of the night dude i was thinking about that today yeah it's like me resisting the urge to every single time i eat anything and it could be a pretzel i immediately mm. go mm, i need something sweet yeah. <laughs> but i found that um so there's the no sugar added Klondike bars. Those are like 170 or 180 calories. Mm-hmm. The regular Klondike bars are about 250. Then there's the cookie sandwich Klondike bars with the, you know, like the chocolate wafer yeah. top and bottom with the vanilla. Those are like 170. And the Magna bars, I think, are 260. 
like mm. the the good Magna bars with the yeah. caramel and everything. So you can, if you want to budget for some dessert, yeah. it's really not that bad. Oh, you and know the, we is the Halo Top little pints. Those things are like three or four hundred calories. Oh, not bad. And those those suck. They do. Those aren't good at all. No. Now Ben and Jerry's a pint of that's about twelve hundred calories. Oh, is it? Ha. Huh. Yeah. But, yeah. It's all about just picking and choosing your spots. And Seriously. another thing, I love sushi, and sushi, like an actual mm-hmm. sushi roll, is a pretty doable, not super high calorie lunch. Good. So especially if I can fast until maybe one or two. And get then that I Kroger sushi. Yeah, sometimes I get the Kroger sushi, but there's actually a spot uh, near where I work. Shout out Anqui Sushi. Ooh. Very nice people. And I get um, their cheap lunch special sushi, and it's actually really good. You know, I should come visit you and get lunch with you this week because mm-hmm. I always like going down to like the capital and things. Yeah. I am so jealous of you because... I, no joke, the amount of romanticizing and main character energy I would have if I had your job, I would get fired. They'd be like, <laughs> would you, you can- be spinning around in the top layers of it? Like yes. Like Julie Andrews in the Sound of Music singing? I would be, dude, I would be running around the Capitol and like looking at portraits of old governors being like, the hills are alive. <laughs> and they'd be like, you can't just like stare out the window and like Ma'am. pretend that you're in a movie. Ma'am, you have to sit at your desk. Yeah. Ma'am. So basically, I want to come visit you for lunch so I can romanticize my life and pretend I'm you. We can do that. Yeah. Well, we can have like a, a late lunch or something. On Do you work Thursday? Um, I actually do. But you know what I was thinking? I almost texted Liv about this. I think we should go bowling this week. That Ooh, could be really fun. fun. I, do I love bowling. bowling. And I'm due to beat her because I beat her score. Um, she, went separ- she and I went separately a couple months ago and I beat her score. So now she refuses to count that in our ever running win loss column in her notes folder because she literally only adds to it when she wins something and it's super unfair but now we have to do it legit head to, like head to head and yeah i don't know why that. but like i picture you guys having that your entire lives oh, and gonna. like you're on your deathbed and then you die and live just leans in and whispers i win <laughs> yeah no that, that sounds about right well, and here's the thing. It, it's so, like, I'm happy that it makes her happy and she can have that false sense of I'm better. But I tell you what, your boy's ahead in that win-loss column and she just refuses to add on when I win things. Yeah. And also, the thing that I love, I love her so much and the thing that I love about her our relationship is whenever we play a game, let's say it's Monopoly and there's four yeah. people and I take like third place and she wins. So mm-hmm. she didn't even necessarily beat me when it came down to the two of us. Yeah. I'm mad that she won. <laughs> I wish that she would have took fourth. Yeah. And I think that's what love is. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. No, a little healthy competition is good. I don't think it's healthy though. No, it's it's biologically in our roots. Mm. We want to succeed. No, but I'm saying healthy competition is a real thing. Yeah. When Liv and I are competing in things together, I hope that she scores zero points and never yeah. wants to play the game again. You want her to fail? I want I want the, the Like win. in a sibling way? I want like a humiliating victory. Yeah, That's that makes sense. That's yeah. all right, though. I was, I've been, I'm a psych major, as we know, and so I'm taking psych classes. Don't get psyched out. Don't get psyched out. And I just want to question why the literal heck are we still talking about Freud? Like, everything is still Freud. And I'm like, he was like an old pervert. Like, there hasn't been any more recent research done in this that we can talk about. Yeah, well, I mean, I I get the, you want to build on the foundations of former... There are psychology founding fathers. Yeah, but also I feel like for a lot of those guys, it's pretty much been in modern psychology mm-hmm. determined like, nope, that's wrong, that's wrong, exactly. that's wrong, that's wrong. And I question that. And also yeah. they say like the most obvious things and you're like, well, duh. Yeah. Well, duh. Anyways, that was just on my mind a little bit. So um, what? Let's chat real quick about the state of the world because obviously it's poopy. It's poopy. Elaborate on poopy. Poopy meaning our president belongs in a nursing home. Inflation is insane. Um, We'll throw Ukraine in there. And my question is, where do we go from here? What do you think that the future of America looks like? Um, Well, I think it depends. I think that we're at at an inflection point in history. Haven't we been for like years? <laughs> yeah, for a long time. Well, I think that we can, for a long time, I think that 
the U.S. has been operating under kind of an empire mentality where we want to be involved in everything. We want to have a broad sphere of influence all over the world. We spend money like crazy. We're kind of allowed to spend money like crazy because of the petrodollar and the Saudis conduct all of our transactions in U.S. dollars, etc. Um, but I think that what the best step forward is for our country as a whole would be to retreat from that mindset, focus internally, and work on developing our own country and not sticking our hands into everything everywhere at the same time. Yeah. Because, like, but for realistically, example, what does the future of well, America look like? Well, realistically, we probably keep... <laughs> economically we keep trying to print lots of money but also raise interest rates which is going to cause our economy to really be into a horrible spot and then people are going to lose a lot of their money and values of their homes and the housing market's going to go way down yep. and everything's going to bottom out which it will then gradually recover it's probably going to look a lot like 2008 frankly yeah um which is not good in the short term for anybody but Anytime that there is economic instability in markets, it does open up the opportunity for lots of ingenuity and for new creation and for people to take advantage of things being bottomed out and to mm -hmm. you know, save We're just going to live in our parents' basement until then. We're just going to well, shove money so under like, the mattress. You know, one of the nice things about if you are somebody who, like myself and Liv, are looking at potentially buying a house, like if we can just kind of keep grinding up cash, it's saving money. Um, and hypothetically, the housing market does just, yeah. then we would have money saved up and be able to buy in like a, a buyer's market, which would yeah. be really nice because you can actually That'd be awesome. have offers in on multiple places and you know not everybody and their mm -hmm. brother is buying a house at the same time. So I think that we're probably headed towards economic recession. Hopefully that doesn't fall into an enormous recession and or a depression, but I do think that we would need- <laughs> Fingers um, crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, but I do think that that would require um, a much more founded in reality economic and fiscal policy to be implemented in the country, which yeah. is not, it's not um, politically popular to do that because as much as people may claim that they want, you know, like less spending and less taxes and to balance the budget and all sorts of things. If you actually go through and you say, well, we have to cut this and we have to cut this and we have to cut this. Usually people go, well, I don't want you to cut those things because I like getting extra bennies from the government. Yeah. So. It's tricky. Yeah. It is going to be tricky. Somebody's going to have to bite the bullet. I, like culturally, we as a country are going to have to make big decisions on what we want our role in the world to be and how we want to conduct our fiscal policy. Those are the two big things. And I don't know. This We're in election year right now. Um, and by... All metrics, it seems like the Republicans are probably going to, across the board, clean out Congress, and they're going to control the House and the Senate, and probably retake massive ground in state elections. Um, Nancy is fuming. Yeah, well, but that doesn't even necessarily mean that like that's a good thing. I mean, it, let's say even if the Republicans were to get control of um, Congress, it, it just depends. It depends yeah. on what they choose to do because though, in theory, Republicans have always kind of purported to be the fiscal conservatives, balance the budget, cut the spending. I mean, Trump spent way more money than mm -hmm. Obama did. I mean, yeah. he had massive budgets that he ran and ran massive deficits. And then obviously yeah. the pandemic spending too. So you actually have to kind of walk out what you're preaching exactly so who knows nobody's a total winner no. you know it's it's hard it definitely leaders. brings that feeling of anxiety especially when like you know that the market the economy everything is raising in price and it's like this um you're waiting for the inevitable and it's hard the inevitable the inevitable well but if at the same time i mean nothing is set in stone and it isn't to say that we're guaranteed to fall into some sort of a recession but, like, if you expect it to be coming in, you know, whatever it is, this summer, this fall, this winter, next year, whatever, you can start to be a little bit smarter with your money. You can yeah. save more. You can, you know, try to pay down some loans. You can reduce debt burdens. You can you can prep for it as yeah. opposed to all just la di da di da and all of a sudden the world ends. Yeah. That's you gotta very have that true. prepper mentality. You really do. And if you don't, it's all good. Is it's it? all good in the hood. Is it? that's how we get covid covid but also like what's the worst thing that could happen you're homeless you're cold it's fine you're still waking up every morning you got rona it's all y'all 
it's going to be good, okay? People put so much pressure on all these things that don't even matter. You can't have debt in heaven. Just live your life. You're right. You're, you're right. right. Maybe we're going to get there and notice that John Smith was right. You're militant, but you're right. Another thing that I was thinking about, I've been watching a lot of hot ones on um, YouTube. Really? That seems like totally not something you'd be into. It really isn't. And I don't even usually enjoy it that much because I always feel it. like the guy like asks weird questions, but sometimes I like the celebrities that are on. And Did you I, watch Jake Gyllenhaal's? I actually didn't. Did you? No, I just assumed. I don't know why, but I thought that would be the first person you would watch. I'll have to watch that one. No. But I was thinking of like... Crystal Leas? I actually didn't watch that one either. I'll have to do that. Mm. Add it to the list. Um, I was thinking like, what if we get famous enough to the point where we go on that show? And I think that we would probably be the funniest ones. Because like after the first win, we would be like, I, I got to head out. But here's the thing though. So um, Liv's brother, he buys the the whole kit for each season. Really? They, they give you all the sauces. Mm-hmm. You can try them. And I forget what season it was that we were doing, but... We had just like a bunch of boneless, basically chicken tenders, and you would yeah. dip them in them and try them. And I did up to um, maybe the second hottest one or something like that. Really? And really, it. So the first handful of sauces are hot sauces, mm-hmm. but there is some actual unique flavor to them. Like they're not disgusting. Yeah. And it isn't until you get to the last maybe three ish sauces where it just is pure pain and no flavor and it just yeah. hurts to eat. Yeah. Um, but no, you'd be surprised. You can do it. And I'm like a baby when it comes to spice like Same. that. But I think especially as you work your way up, you see that you can handle mm-hmm. like a certain threshold of it. And when you know that you can get past the social anxiety, because I I used to feel this way too. Mm. When you get that social anxiety of like, oh, I'm going to be all red and sweaty and cry. And it's going to be like snot coming Me. out of my face as I'm eating hot food. Because like, eh, especially when everybody's doing it, go go wild. Have fun. Yeah, it's not as bad. But you, you have to remember that it's on the internet and a lot of people would be watching it because we would be so famous but you don't want to be a baby like dj khaled who did like two and literally goes like oh, i can't do it and so the guy the other guy ate yeah. all the wings and asked him a question while he's doing it. like you you want to power through you do want to power through and i feel like my toxic trait is that i would power through but and i vomit i would vo- like vomit during like the third like one. on the table a hundred percent i don't do spice well i flipping hate spice i've never understood it i'm like why would you want something spicy to take away from the food itself well i think that there's certain types of hot sauces or and like foods that you can get like a tabasco or a franks or something like that and it adds some goodness to it just like a little bit yeah. of heat which can be nice but then there's also you know some ridiculous like 85 million scoville mm-hmm. hot sauce where it's just like pouring acid on your tongue and like you can't yeah. speak anymore so I think there's a balance. But I feel that same way about scary movies. Like mm-hmm. why, if we're looking mm-hmm. for entertainment and we're going to go see a movie, why would we watch one about like demons and jump scares and like you can't sleep at night? Yeah. Let's just not. Let's just go see, for sure. um, you know, the whatever. But we like a psychological thriller. But that's thinky. Maybe a little bit you spooky. You say thinky? Thinky. <laughs> As I point to my noggin. Which I like ones that require a little bit of mystery, a little bit of thought where it's more intense than scary Mm -hmm. i can totally get down with that but if all you're trying to do is make me feel terrified in a theater with a bunch of other strangers yeah i don't like that hate that i don't like it Hate it. i don't like it and you know what i don't play with satan because i'll tell you what clowns creepy clowns and zombies and stuff they ain't real but you know what is satan and his name is George and he lives in the house. Literally. But people are always like, let's watch like the Pulcher Christ and whatever. I'm like, mm-mm-mm. That's the devil. You don't tempt fate. You don't do it. You don't do it. Because you know what? That ish is real. Yeah. I'm going on like a freaking rant right now. <laughs> this house is clear now. I could totally see myself being that Southern woman that's like, that's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Football is the devil. <laughs> yeah. It is. You know what I think you would do really well as is someone who has their own show on like oxygen. Yeah. And they go in and they speak to the demons in a house. I think you would do really well with that. <laughs> but I never feel like super like connected to stuff. Like I'm it never one matter. that like sees. Neither do or... they. Oh, okay. They're just pretending. I could do that. That's yeah. just what they do. Yeah. They go into someone's basement and they like say a random name and they're like. I'm getting a vibe that there was an Andrew in this basement once. Yeah. And then they're like, our cousin's nephew's brother <laughs> who had a 
stepson, his best friend was in this basement once yeah. and his name was Andrew. And they're like, that's what it is. Yep. Picking up on that. It's him. Um, and like, did you hear that? That's all you have to do. Yeah. And then you have an emotional pre-prepared speech that you give to them. And then you go, they're at peace now. <laughs> and that's what it is. That's the whole show. I love that. Do you remember what was it on where they would have that show where they would constantly try to find the ghosts? Or was it Bigfoot? Ghost Hunters? It was that and then the Bigfoot one and every single episode would be like like them whispering always in the dark with the like the 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 cameras or like we think we found him this time. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Wait. What's over by that tree? I hear something. Oh, oh. It's that. And I would That's always the whole show. And literally and then it'd be like cut to commercial. And then at the very end, they'd be like, we're Dollar gonna, Shave Club. We're going to get them next time. Yeah. And eight-year-old me was like, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I'll watch the next one. Don't you worry. Oh, I'll Don't watch it right after dad's worry. done watching Deadliest Catch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He was so into that. Ice Road Truckers and Deadliest Catch. Oh my gosh. My father. It's a vibe. Such a vibe. Such a vibe. And I remember it was always like mom was making something for dinner that involved tortilla chips. And dad would be watching that in the Taco Lazy salad. Boy in the living room. And it would just be like, beep, 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 beep. Mom would be like, Chris, turn that off. It's just a bunch of men off the coast of Alaska. Yeah. Swearing like sailors. That's what it Not was. Not a kid show. Not a kid show. Let me, let me walk you back for a second. Yeah. Taco salad with Fritos. The Fritos scoops. Those were not healthy, but very good. Listen, I hated, and to this day, don't like taco salad unless it's a walking taco in a Doritos bag. Do you that, mean like you I'll just don't like on. salad in it? Yeah, I'm just like, why don't we just have the meat and cheese and chips? Why do we He's need like, the lettuce? I don't need any veggies in this, actually. Yeah. I, um... I used to not like Mexican food, like, literally at all. Like, we would go to a Mexican restaurant and I'd get a cheeseburger, but now sign me up every day of the week. I could eat Mexican food. I said this to, to somebody the other day. I'm like, I wish I was born into an ethnically Mexican <sighs> family so I could eat Mexican food for every meal. But you know what? I bet they don't appreciate it. I bet they're like, I just want a cheeseburger. No, no, no. I mean, I'm sure. Think about it for... Um, if you grow up like in an Italian family and, yeah. you know, your mom has recipes passed down from all the grandmas and great grandmas about all the special sauce. Yeah. Got all that. I'm sure the people love that stuff. I have thought about this so much. And this is the whitest story ever. And okay. I wonder if you're going to remember this. Does it involve mayonnaise? No. Okay. Why? That's just okay. one of the whitest. It doesn't actually. When we were in Mexico and we went on a like trail riding with ATVs or something, do you remember we went to like a little hut? Yeah, we ate. and bought tamales from yeah. this little old Mexican woman. I didn't. I don't think that I knew, and I think that several people in the family knew that you had to unwrap them. Yeah, you can't eat the corn. Oh, like I stock. I literally leaf. was, and I remember being like, "This is terrible." <laughs> Why is anyone eating this? Did you um, know to unwrap it? Yeah. Granted, I think you were like eight, nine years old or something like that. But yeah. why didn't someone tell me unwrap that? Probably because they thought it was funny. <laughs> but also, it felt really weird being the tourists going through on ATVs in the Aztec reservation. Literally. Where these people are just chilling outside of Like us. literally impoverished. And we're oh like, my hi. On a, yeah, I feel like if I went back on that trip, there was a lot of things I'd probably be like, ooh. <laughs> this is a red flag. Yeah, so not only with that trip, we drove through actual legit mexico oh we did i took us on a detour and was like look at my country and it was the rough Just... parts where you feel bad for everyone that lives there yep and then we show Stray up dogs. he drops us off in the jungle with this guy and I then there's just this high fenced yep thing the size of our home like lot essentially with yeah. atvs and it's all rusting and falling apart and the guy unlocks it goes like hop on yeah and then we just started riding he could have led us into any sort of death trap Absolutely, that he wanted. Absolutely, but he didn't. And we just kept on going. I know. How did we know where we were going? I think we just followed that guy. Oh, he was he leading us? No, we led and he followed. Yeah, we, we followed the, okay, but the I, tour guy. For some reason, remember like dad just being like, I know my way around this country. Which that probably happened. <laughs> but I, you know, eventually I think that guy took control. So. But for so many years after that, I remember like in Spanish class being like, tamales are disgusting. I hate just corn leaves. <laughs> did you enjoy yours? No, I remember not liking it. What did it taste like? What is a tamale? Um, that's actually a good question. I don't know if I've had a tamale since then, but from what I remember it being, it was kind of like, uh, almost like a red, 
like corn cake with like essentially meat in the middle. That's basically okay. what it was. Yeah. I would love to go back and try it again. Yeah. Well, I would love she to She might still be again. there. I probably wouldn't go all the way to Mexico for him. I would just go to like a food truck, but I'd get it. Yeah. Maybe we need to try that again. Really. I would absolutely love going back on a trip like that but like being the ages that we are now because i feel like we would have the time of our lives i had the time of my life then did you really you want to know why i wouldn't have the time of my life now is because at the time i didn't feel guilty at all about eating seven meals a day oh yeah now i feel incredibly guilty and i would gain 38 pounds in a week all right okay fine that's the problem fair enough but what if but what if we were being so skinny like running on the beach and things hey there's not enough running I could do to, to burn off the calories that I would consume. Yeah, true. There's not. And this is also the problem. Because, like, one of the large reasons that people go to all-inclusive resorts is because you want to drink and because you want to party. Now, I don't do either one of those things. But I do love eating. Yeah. Now, if you were going to go there and just drink, like, vodka sodas for a mm-hmm. week, you'd be hungover and feel like you were dying. But mm-hmm. you wouldn't gain a bunch of weight. Yeah. Now, if I went there and I had seven meals, I would die of a heart attack in a mexican hospital that's just how that would go right <laughs> like a thousand percent that's how that would be don't ever go on a cruise no again that's a problem now i think if you did a weekend cruise you could go on like a two-day bender for the food yeah because again that's the fun for me for like sure. the fun I the fun the isn't way. really the excursion it isn't like a little show that somebody puts on it isn't just necessarily sleeping in It's the eating and the drinking and the partying. Now, I only do one of those three things, which means that my entire day has to consist of that thing. I think that we party. We get down. If they played some music, we would get it down. But again, you're forgetting. I would be so full that I couldn't dance. Just be like, oh. Yeah. The whole time. A hundred percent. I do know what you're saying. Like, I look forward to a meal. I do. Food is comforting. On that trip. I would wake up for whatever reason at 8 a.m., go have breakfast, come back to the room. Second breakfast? Caden and I would have second breakfast, go back to the room. At 11.30 in the morning, we would have a collective breakfast. I'd eat that. (laughs) At 1 o'clock, we would have lunch, eat that. Then I would go to the beach where they had a grill set up with like chicken tenders and hot dogs and fries and all that stuff. Yeah. Eat that. Then we would have dinner at like 5.30. Mm -hmm. And by that point in the day, I'd be so full, but it didn't matter because I was enjoying the dopamine hit of eating so much that I would still power through and get that. Was the food that good? It was pretty good. It was a legit resort where they had good food and chefs. They had the freshest, sweetest fruit. They did. They had that orange juice with the pineapple juice also put in there. Mm. That was really nice. Mm. Real, real nice. And at every single meal, they would have that sweet bread, too, in the center they of the would. I remember thinking that their butter was weird, though. Maybe. I can't remember the butter. Maybe weird butter. They also had a room that was essentially a sliding door into what felt like an American basement with, like, Guitar Hero and an Xbox yeah. 360. Yeah. And I remember spending more time in there than I should have on a Mexican, like, excursion like, getaway i know that we're in mexico but i think that i'm gonna go play xbox right yeah now. that's what it i was. will never forget the weirdest experience of my life you probably know this story but i remember one day it was one of the last days of the trip and i was in the room and papa joe came and found me and he was like i want to go on a walk with you and i was like oh great okay so we go down to the beach and i remember walking for like what felt like so long just like walking and talking and like i kind of felt like this is a little bit weird but like i guess he was trying to bond with me which was very very sweet and then all of a sudden we're coming up on a beach and he goes we need to turn around that's a nude beach (laughs) (laughs) and i didn't think he was serious like i was like oh ha ha i look up and it is in fact a nude beach yep and we turn around and walk back yep and you forget too they took engagement photos on the beach right up near the border of the nude beach and there was a woman who walked (laughs) up stark naked and photobombed no 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 like Maybe 30 feet from where everyone's standing, set up a beach chair and just sunbathe. We took photos all the way down there. Yeah. That's nuts. I don't remember that at all. But yeah, nude beaches are a real thing. I don't think I'd seen a woman naked at that point in my life. And I just remember being like, so that's what that is. (laughs) Were you like 16? Yeah. And that's a real story. (laughs) That's a real story that happened. Yeah. I probably was like, what? Huh? (laughs) 
Yeah. I don't, because like people in Europe are all about that. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, I love it. It's so freeing and no tan lines. You couldn't pay me. You couldn't yeah. pay me. I think it's a cultural thing. I don't know. I might about, be down for it. A bunch of, like around a bunch of strangers you don't know. But that's the thing. You don't know them. So what, are they going to go home and tell their family that they saw you there? But you know that, here's the thing, okay? If someone's in front of you naked, there's no way that you're not going to notice their bits and pieces, okay? Obviously, yeah. And that's just weird to me. I don't know. I might try it once. And But then, okay, you have to realize, one, everyone's looking at your bits and pieces, and two, there's no way that you're not looking at everyone else's bits and pieces. Yeah. All I'm going to say is I, as a person, generally speaking, like more often than not, you know, I'm sleeping in the buck. I always forget that. Yeah. It's a very comfortable, very freeing thing. And I actually spoke to somebody about this the other day and they said, you know, we spend all day clothed. Like it seems like healthy that you should spend a little bit of time not clothed. But when you fart, you spray the poop particles everywhere. Okay. I don't know where (laughs) you found that science, but if you are, it's like micro, micro, microscopic. We're good. it would make sense that when you fart, you push a little bit of poop out <laughs> into your bed. Okay. Okay. No, false. But so I think that, um, you know, I guess I've never been publicly nude. So maybe I would I just can't be say super I have been either. with that. But maybe it's pretty great. You never know. Yeah. Until you, until you try it. But you know, like, it's only old people there. Yeah. It's old people and people that you don't want to see naked. But I don't, I'm sure that most of those people don't care to see me naked. So... That's the thing. Yeah. I think that people think of it as kind of like a weird sexual thing because obviously mm-hmm, nudity is mm-hmm. usually associated with sex. But I think that for most of those people, though I'm sure there are just some people that want to get a good look at some naked people. But I think for the the bulk, it is just the, oh, it's kind of like being naked at the beach. And you know what? Yeah. Hey, more power to you. So there's probably nude beaches in America. So is it like they oh, have to... Co- I'm sure there are. Hold on. They have to collectively decide it's a nude beach. Because like if I went to Lake Michigan right now and was naked, I would probably get a ticket, right? For public you nudity. You would be a sex offender, yes. Exactly. So like do enough people get together in the county and are like, we need this? Imagine that county commissioner meeting. Being like, I want to be naked. I want to be naked outside. I feel like Miami... Miami, dude, would be nude beach central. Okay. Oh, wow. I'm on the Wikipedia page for nude beaches in North America. Yeah. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in Alabama. Um, Can't do it in Alaska. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in Arizona. One in Arkansas, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. This Cole's is Cal- showing this is off California. that he can count. This is California. Yeah, I can yeah, see that. There's hundreds of nude beaches in the country, yes. Dude, we got to visit. Yeah. But here's the thing. You could only go with your significant other or your friends or it's weird or alone or it's weird. I would think that going alone would be the best play. I guess. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Could you imagine rounding up your friends <laughs> to try the new beach? I'm just trying to think of like situations because it's like you can go with your family. So I guess like a significant other, maybe a really close friend <laughs> or yourself. Okay. Pick pick the close friend that you would bring to the nude beach with you. Um, Hudson. Okay. Well, Hudson that's, in the that's nude. A, that's a dog, but fair. I don't know. Would you have a friend? I think if I was going to bring somebody to a nude beach, I'd probably bring Dan Walsh. Yeah. Crap. I would bring him too. Yeah. (laughs) The most comfortably nude man I've ever spent any time with ever. And I hope to God he hears this because it's the truth. Yeah. That's a really good point. Does he listen? He may. I'm not entirely sure. Shout out Dan Walsh. Shout out DW. I'm looking at Liv's mom's Facebook right now, and Liv looks so much like her twin brother in the eyes. Yeah. Right here. It, like, blows my mind. Shout out Liv. Shout out Luke. They kind of have the same ears, too. It's almost as if they're fraternal twins. It's almost like they're elves. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um... What else were we going to talk about besides the nude beaches? Mom didn't want me to bring this up because she said the grandma would find it inappropriate. But I 
me keep, keep arguing with mom because she says that when she has to pee before she gets in the shower, she goes on the toilet instead of just holding it till she gets in the shower. Nope. And she's insistent. And I said, why? You're it's wasting water. And why wouldn't you just wait till you get in the shower? And she's like, because it's not cleanly. But if the, if the urge to go hits her while she's in the shower, then she'll go. But me... That makes no sense. I know. That's what I'm saying. Me, if I might shower in 10 minutes, I'm going to hold it till I get in the shower. Yeah. I'm not making it a two-step process. I think I pee in the shower probably every time I'm in the shower. Yeah, same. <laughs> like, my body's like, oh, nice. We're in this place. We're good. It's so peaceful because it's like you're already warm and then it's like you just make it more warm. Exactly. 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 And then we asked dad and he was like, I don't think I ever pee in the shower. That's so weird. Yeah. Now I'm going to confront him. Please do. Let's confront everyone we know. I want to know. I want polling data done of how many people. I want to break it down by gender. And then I want to know how many people pee in the shower. I want to know how often Liv pees in the shower. Oh, I bet she's like every time. <laughs> I feel like it's not. I feel like she's, she's like, like, she's I like I never the sound do. of the water will mask and then people won't know. I feel like she never does. But me, I, I enjoy it. I look forward to it. Like, nice. Get to shower. Shower and pee. Yeah. I know I've told you this before, Grace, but the Seinfeld episode where Kramer lives in the shower. Disgusting. But I enjoy showering so much that me, especially as a kid, when I found out that that was a thing and watched that episode, <laughs> I, I had... I thought to myself, what if I could just get basically a tankless water heater where it's going to keep the water warm and just keep recycling the same amount of water over and over again and just be able to just chill in the shower permanently. That's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I enjoy showering, but you know what? I'm not going to expose myself right now. I go through phases and I'm kind of in one of those phases right now where like I find it like annoying to shower. Really? Never once been annoyed to take a shower? Dude, I don't know what it is. It's like I'm busy and then like something like that. And then I'll realize like, ooh, like I haven't showered in like two days. If I went a day without showering, not only do I feel gross, but I feel wrong. It feels wrong. But for me, because I'm a nighttime shower, so I'll be like, I just got home. I'm tired. I'll just do it tomorrow. And then Mm. I push it off two days. But also, I don't sweat that much because I don't do anything. Mm. So it's not that big of a deal. But then other days, I'm like, oh, I want to shower twice a day. Yeah. I'm not a morning shower person. Seldom do I shower in the morning. I'm definitely an evening and or post-workout midday. I am a very passionate nighttime showerer because... You get clean, you go to bed clean, you wake up clean, you do your day, you get dirty, then you make yourself clean and you repeat the process. Whole other process over. So passionate. Now, did you know, did you know that if you're showering in the evening and Mm -hmm. you would like to get to bed quicker, Mm -hmm. the best thing to do is to take a cool shower. Doesn't have to be cold. You take a cool shower. So you become depressed and want to go to sleep faster? No, 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 no. Because when you're sleeping, your body is actually cooling itself down. Really? And it's essentially like centralizing your heat in your chest. So when you're super, super hot, yeah, you can't sleep. Now, you can definitely get that to the extreme sense. of that when you're freezing and you can't sleep. That's a real thing, too. But your body wants to cool itself down. So cold You're forgetting that I sleep on a heating pad every night that gives me third degree burns. Are you sweating throughout the night? Literally. I've woken up. You sleep in like a sweatshirt, sweatpants. I do. And like four blankets. And I've woken up in the night and been like just drenched in sweat. But I'm like, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. No, I'm I'm kind of the opposite. I prefer to be freezing when I'm in. Oh, I hate that. There's so many things like that that I hear that's like, it's great to take cold showers and like drink apple cider vinegar and all this. And it's like, but why are you doing it? You don't drink it. What do you mean? Have you ever tried to drink apple cider vinegar before? Yeah. It's actually really good for you. I get it. But have you ever tasted it? Yeah. Because I took it when I had strep throat, but they wouldn't diagnose me and I couldn't get antibiotics. So I was like, I'll just cure this naturally. It didn't work. The ultimate home remedy. Just put some apple cider vinegar I'll just drink some apple cider vinegar. I like plug my nose. You know what I did? I combined a vitamin C packet, apple cider vinegar, and like one other thing. Like I think I put like some zinc in there and some water and like that much. Plug my nose, chug that baby. Did I throw up? Yup. (laughs) Yup. Yup. And that I had to get antibiotics for my strep throat. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Yeah. 
I have no idea what time we're at right now. Y'all, so we've probably been talking for a minute, but it's been fun. And say your prayers because we're going to try to crank out another episode this week because y'all are worth it and we're behind. Bless up. Bless up. Bless up. Come on down to Sundance. Mm-hmm. Stay in school, stay out of drugs. Anyway, we do appreciate you as usual. And if you would like, feel free to give us a kind review. Please. And or a follow on Instagram at side of underscore slaw. We appreciate yeah. all of your loyal listening support and we care for all of you deeply. And we will see you probably again sometime this week. So stay tuned. Peace. Bye.